powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media. We are Nationals on Demand Sports Network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. Still working on that Twitter machine over there, but also hit us up on Instagram and on TikTok. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for our show and they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at renterswarehouse.com. Mandu, that's where we're at this morning in Brentwood. They are the pulse of fitness where one 15-minute workout equals over five hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. Wilson County Hyundai, check them out for your new car buying process in Lebanon and also at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. And the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine. Karen, I told you guys yesterday, but today at 1230 Central Time, we will have an update on Derrick Henry with a doc talk segment with Dr. Jeff Watson, who is the foot and ankle specialist with the Bone and Joint Institute. That's at 1230 Central today. So get your clocks ready because uh, six weeks today from surgery for Derrick Henry, that's the very beginning of the six to 10 week window. So, you know, where is Derrick Henry? What type of activity could he be doing right now? So we're looking forward to that uh, with Dr. Watson. But we've got a lot of things to talk about this morning, Zach. Yeah, we do. And look, uh, it's all kind of coming down to the health of the Tennessee Titans. I feel like the Titans are trending to get healthier. And then you've got the Baltimore Ravens that are, I mean, and we talk a lot about the Titans on IR and all yep. of the ups and downs. The Baltimore Ravens that have, have had their fair share of injuries themselves. But you've got teams surging. The Patriots surging. The Colts surging. The Chargers even surging. And the Chiefs, which I told you about weeks ago, are probably the hottest team. I know the Patriots are on fire. But the, the Chiefs are believable because we've seen it before. I don't think we've, ever, we've never seen Mac Jones go to the playoffs and make a run. So, look, uh, strap them on. This is the best part of the NFL, the drive to the playoffs. They've added another playoff team last year. So even more graphics of teams in the hunt. That's more hope. Oh, and the AFC legitimately has 13 teams who are alive. I mean, you look at the Broncos. The Broncos have a chance to make the playoffs. And I don't think any time this year I would have thought that. Well, you've got teams six through ten. That's five teams who are seven and six. The Colts, the Bills, the Browns, the Bengals, and the Broncos. Don't wasn't too long ago the Bengals were the number one team in the conference. You also if, got if the Bengals would have won in overtime against the 49ers, they would have been. That's the craziest part, is they would have been right there and with Baltimore in the the state that the Ravens are yeah. in, yeah. that whole division is up for grabs. Absolutely. And, and the Browns could come out of nowhere. The Steelers, the Titans' ex-opponent, alive. They're in the 11th slot, but they're alive at 6-6-1. Six, six, and one. The Raiders at 6-7 and seven are kind of on the outside looking in, as are the Dolphins. But it's a very crowded AFC playoff picture with the Patriots 1 at 9-4. and four. The Titans are 2 at 9-4. and four. They've got the head-to-head over the Chiefs, who are also 9-4. and four. The Ravens 8-5. and five. Chargers eight and five before you get to that group of seven to six teams there that, that make up the second half of the playoff picture. But, and, and I've, we've been talking about the Titans getting the number one seed for oh, several months at this point, they were atop the AFC for multiple weeks in a row with the eight and two record, even with an eight and three record after losing to the Texans. And it wasn't until they lose to the Patriots where they bump back down. And so now there is an opportunity for the Titans to be the one seed after this weekend 
only two things need to happen. And it would be great if this would happen. If the Colts beat the Patriots in Indianapolis on Saturday night and the Titans go to Pittsburgh and win on Sunday, the Titans are now number one in the AFC. And they're also the champions back-to-back for the first time ever in the AFC South. The Titans have never been back-to-back AFC South champions. So they can lock that up this upcoming Sunday if they can win in Pittsburgh, which the Steelers are a tough team. They're not a great team. Maybe they are they good? Are they above average? I don't know. Wait, how do they lock that up? If the tight if the Titans, I'm sorry, if the my bad, I messed that up. So it's either or. They can't yeah, be yeah, the I, one seed. I was about to say. Yeah, my bad. It's too got, soon for they can, I got they, ahead of myself. The Colts beat the Patriots yeah. and the Titans beat the Steelers. They're in the one slot. That's so, why we're here. That's why yeah, we're, we're here for, to help. You hold me accountable. I'll on the fly doing math is never a good. Thing. Don't ever say I don't listen to you because I do listen. That's to true. You. you do listen and you caught me in that. So I appreciate the uh the adjustment there. So either the one seed or the locking up the AFC South, depending on the Saturday night uh, result and in the AFC South ha- is going to happen later on. That is not uh, that is not regulated yet. So they got to figure they got to figure themselves out. But talk about your theory. Yes. Uh, let's get to the theory. Let's get sure. to the lead. Sure. Okay. So the Titans have won the AFC's top seed twice in their history, right? Which where you get the bye week and you have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Both times when the Titans have been the number one team in the AFC, they have gotten embarrassed at home by the Baltimore Ravens, who come in off a wild card weekend win, right? Back in 2000, when Ray Lewis ripped the ball away from Eddie George and ran it all the way into the red end zones, that ruined what was considered the best Titans team at that time, even better than the team that went to the Super Bowl the year before. Then in 2008, the Titans... 10-0 10-0 start, 13-3, number one seed, and had the home field advantage throughout the playoffs. The Ravens come in and ruin that too. Maybe they twisted Chris Johnson's ankle, Algie Crumper fumbles inside the five, and the Ravens do it again. And even last year, not the number one seed, but another home playoff game, the Ravens come in and ruin that. So my, my thought is, is that it's okay if the Titans aren't the number one seed. Because and I feel the same way when you go into March. Okay, Mac- meaning they can get to the Super they, Bowl. They can without still it. get to the Super Bowl without being the number one seed because they've been the number one seed twice and they haven't gotten out of the first out of the first game. And I know you like you can't compare 2000, 2008, 2021. That's kind of what you're trying to but, do. But though. I'm saying like it's not that it's okay. Like it, being healthy is more important than getting the number one seed. So if you can rest some guys in Week 18 against the Texans, having locked up a home put. Getting the one, number one seed helps you get healthy, though. That doesn't it, make it, any sense. It does, but um, my point is, if you have to go all out to win to get the number one seed in the regular season, and you already have the division locked up, like don't stress too much about the number one seed because you can still get to your goal and accomplish your goal without getting it. Does having the number one seed help? Yeah, having a buy does. But I always I, the same thing happens in March Madness, right? When they create the first four in Dayton, Ohio. There's always one team that that never wins. makes it to the national championship. <laughs> but there's always it's different. Not, it's not my. Oh, listen to me for a second. There's always one team in Dayton, Ohio, who makes it to the Sweet 16. That's an that's multiple upsets because there's something to not having time off and being fresh. Winning in the wild card weekend builds momentum, and and if you win the wild card weekend, you can go into somebody else's building and upset them as they're coming off a bye, the Titans have been the upsetters in the past too. 
All right, we're going to ask this question. I think you, you got a lot of people against you, uh, me included, because I don't necessarily agree with this theory, but we're going to dive into it. Do you buy or sell Austin's theory of the Titans not getting the number one seed being okay? And I think that there's a lot to this. I think you got to look at the regular season of this team and this year and what the surrounding teams are doing and what you uh, have the ability to do. So buy or sell in the comment section. Austin just said his theory. He'll probably recap it in a, will, in yes. a quick short sentences. Buy or sell his theory that the Titans not getting the number one seed can be okay. All right, but real quick, let me tell you about where we are this morning. We're at Mandu. It's the Pulse of Fitness. What is Mandu? 15-minute workout. That's it. 15 minutes of full-body electronic muscle simulation. They're building real functional strength and helping you build muscle mass while taking that body fat and turning that the opposite way and helping you <clears throat> achieve your fitness goals. Mandu.com. Your first workout is always free. they got three locations in the Nashville area, two in Memphis. <clears throat> We're here in Brentwood today. But Mandu.com, your first workout's free. Go sign up there for a free workout. And then after that, if you tell them A to Z Sports sent you, they'll take 100 bucks off your first month when you sign up at Mandu.com. A to Z Sports, we are powered by BetMGM. Had a bad beat last night. Jokic gets ejected in the fourth. I don't hit my over of, of player sparks. But back on the saddle again today, and the best part is you can join by downloading the BetMGM app. And it's really quick and easy. Go to your app store if you're on Android or Apple. Download the app and put in the promo code ATOZ Sports, and you'll get a risk free bet up to $1,000. That is what BetMGM is providing to you for all of our viewers. That's BetMGM. All right. So here is my theory again, right? Is that the Titans have gotten the number one seed in the AFC twice before. Both times they've been embarrassed by the Baltimore Ravens, who have come in that building under several different names <laughs> and been able to beat the number one seed Titans. The Titans have made it to the AFC Championship game three times now. Every time they've done it, they've played in wildcard weekend. So I, I do think there is something to winning in wildcard weekend and propelling yourself forward. Now, don't get this misconstrued. It would be fantastic if the Titans can get the one seed. My, my whole thing is it's totally fine if they don't. The goal is to be as healthy as possible by the time the playoffs start. And so don't go out of your way and, and hurt yourself by jitting an extra week. No, by, by trying, and you don't, you're not guaranteed that because you don't have a tiebreaker. If when you, you get the, it. but that's what you're saying. Go for uh, it. But I'm saying it's, it's, <laughs> I'm you're saying an extra week. There is a value to it. But my, my, absolutely. I don't disagree. But if you're in week 18 and you cannot earn the one seed, and we went over this a little bit yesterday, we don't know what it's going to be like over the next well, three of weeks. Of course, if you can't, but that's not, that's not the conversation. My, my, but my whole point, my, my whole point is it's, it's okay if you're not the one seed. Like, it's not like, don't be bummed out that you didn't get the one seed because you held on to it through the month of October. All right, let's like, just, it's totally okay. Let's go to the chat. I don't think we have a lot of people agreeing with that's, this that's theory. Fine. That's hey, fine. hey put, you go, go out on a limb. I respect that. Bobby says the one seed is the easiest path to the Super Bowl, even if you're trying to apply a very small sample size of bad history for the Titans. Talk about the theory. Zane says the theory would make sense if, uh, if the Titans weren't the most injured team in NFL history. At this point, all of the time helps. Uh, Jeff is, is selling it. Caleb is selling it. Again, I'm not Brian, selling the idea of having a bye week in the playoffs. I'm just saying but, that not getting it's okay. And they're not buying That's that. fine. Yeah. Mark says sell. Noah says sell. Uh, Josh says I sell. The team is the most hurt team. Vrabel is undefeated after a bye or extended rest. 
We'd have to check those statistics, but well, he's um, does week one count as extended rest? Uh, no, that's not a, a, a start I mean, of the season. I, I mean, he's no, somebody just said uh, that's extended not rest. what Josh is. No, I'm just is asking. Just so asking. no, okay. Uh, so if that is true, I, I, Josh would bring up a good point. We'd have to confirm that. I have to go back into the history. Uh, Nick is selling. Oh, we got a couple of buyers. There you go. Uh, Louie says bye. Oh, it's David. It's Louie. I don't know. Uh, said, hey, Jarrell, our guy says bye. There's something to what he's saying. So he's he's jumping on board. Thank you. Liz, our, our girl, says, I buy it. History shows the Titans can't handle being on top. Yeah. Yes. Thank uh, you. David is selling. Clayton is selling. Uh, Eugene is selling. Pauly D is selling because of the injuries. And most importantly, King, his, uh, King Henry. And that's kind of where I start is you ha- you want to give Derrick Henry the most amount of time to heal his long-term injury. That's not a short stint. That's not an IR and back. That's not a Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. This was surgery in the middle of the season, Mitch missing a big portion. Mm-hmm. And any amount of extra time for Derrick Henry, who's your best player uh, on the team, that is valuable. The other thing that I would say, Austin, and I am with the chat, I am selling your theory. Mm -hmm. I have said the Titans need to go for the number one seed. It is the easiest path with home field advantage to the Super Bowl. Mike Vrabel knows it. His New England Patriots team have done it many a time. And that is the recipe to get to a Super Bowl. And I also think for the injuries, and that's what the chat has brought up, I double down on where they are. If this was a red-hot team heading into the playoffs, maybe that's the case. But they're not going to have their well, guys let's, back. Well, we had because we don't know what the next three weeks They're show. not going to have their guys back. Like, well, let's just be honest. They're, they're going to start getting their guys back over the next three weeks, right? Like, Bud, nothing happened with Bud Dupree yesterday. Mike Rabel said that they understand that this is when he's eligible to return. But there was no notification that was sent out that Bud Dupree has been designated to return. So, do you not have him against the Steelers? A.J. Brown could be eligible to return next week against the Niners, but you don't really know because of a short week. So the situation is, is the next three weeks will determine how hot the Titans can get. Because the Titans beat the Jags 20 to nothing. I have very little concern whatsoever about the defense. You want Bud Dupree back. You want David Long Jr. back, no doubt. But – the defense is playing good football and has been. For it's the most just part. what is this team going to do against improved competition? The Steelers are better than the Jags. The Dolphins are better than the Jags. Well, everybody's hey, better than watch, the Jags. Watch out for the 49ers. No, too. you've got three teams back when we were looking at the Titans at the top and the number one seed, and oh, they have the easiest schedule in football remaining. Well, yeah, it's because the Niners were like two and three in the, or, or really like two and four or something like that. And they ripped off a string. The Dolphins were one and five at that point. They've ripped off a bunch of wins. And the Steelers have won more games than they've lost since those points. And so the schedule has gotten tougher than it when it was in October around Halloween. And so these teams are tough outs. I was watching the end of the Niners Bengals game, and they put up that Jimmy Garoppolo in the last five games is like completing 80% of his passes. And maybe that's ah. Shanahan getting back to what he knows Jimmy G does well. Right. It's Short, complete passes, passes and, and it's the concept, right? Yes. So uh, you got to watch that out. Uh, I think the love of the show is going to Jabu. Uh, it's, it's, and I think it's a crypto thing, right? Jabu says he's buying it. 
but then he's upselling it and selling it at a higher price. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so nice, nice. Jerry, Jabu, good spin. You'll get the love of the show. I love that. I love that comment. So again, like the, what's the likeliness of the Titans getting the number one seed? We'll talk about that some tomorrow, but I, I it's just the fact that I'm I think not, it's likely. I, I think there is likability. They have, oh, they to absolutely it. have a, a decent shot at it. I don't expect it to happen because the I Steelers, think the Titans want it. Well, yeah, and I'm I not saying they, they, they don't. know the value of it. And I'm not saying that I, I – I'm, I'm not ignoring the value in having the one seed. But I think the more important thing is just winning the division. Because when Mike Vrabel lost in the but AFC – they did that last well, year. On, when Mike Vrabel lost in the AFC title game in Kansas City a couple, week, a couple years ago, the following Monday he said – you know, you, you can't do all three of these things on the road. You got to be at home. It's too much on this team to go to New England, to go to Baltimore, to go to Kansas City and do it one, two, three. And so you got to have one at home. And he's right. And they lost the one at home uh, this to start 2021 against the Ravens. And it was the worst offensive output the team had all year. And so you've got to have at least one at home. And I, and, Again, the one seed would be so, nice. I mean, you're proving the point. No, the, no, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. The point is just win the AFC South, and then if if you they have did a that last year and they lost, the easy the best thing to do is not have to play the first week. You automatically win. You don't have to worry about a bad offensive performance. You don't have to worry about a defense. You don't have to worry about Lamar Jackson or a stellar player. Well, no, you do. You don't. You don't have to worry about the Bills. Zach, no, you absolutely would because you're getting a playoff winner. It, like again, if you if you get the bye week to get to the Super Bowl, you're always going to get a playoff winner. I, I, That's I, the I, dumbest I, thing I've heard. I you, you, it's hard to get to the Super Bowl. Yes, but you know what's easier when you don't have to play three games, you only have to play two. Yeah, but you got to win the first one, and you got to win at home. And the Titans have not been that good recently winning playoff games at home. But that's – and that that's where I sell this take is that was so long ago. <laughs> like, it was 2008 and what, 2001? Yeah. Jeez. Like, that doesn't matter. That's a completely different makeup of the team. And you talked about the interiors of those games. Look, the, the Ravens – Titans game in 2001 that was a slugfest that was a new experience that was I mean there was some hype going into that game 2008 let's just be honest I think I think that was the first loss in the stadium to, right I mean that that was ever and and what happened the Ravens went on to win the Super Bowl right yeah. so they lost to the Super Bowl eventual Super Bowl champion 2008 and I don't know about you but I always felt that that team was a little bit of an anomaly they're paper tigers get kicked Kerry Collins doing what he did. I mean, Chris Johnson and Lindell White were, were great right, stories. But then once you shut that down by cheap shotting uh, Chris Johnson and twisting then his it was, ankle, then, it was a completely different Then the game. real team kind of came out, right? Well, and, they, and we, we forget how lackluster that team was the last five, six weeks of the season after the 10-0 start. Right, so I, it was like I the don't base, they, but, they were kind of like the Steelers of a year ago. But that's why I'm selling your take, your theory, is – that's not – this team is under completely different circumstances. This team in 2021, the Tennessee Titans, benefit greatly off of an extra buy because A.J. Brown has been injured all season. Julio Jones has been injured all season. Derrick Henry has been injured the majority of the season or will be. Bud Dupree has been, just, has been injured all season. Those are your highest-paid guys – besides Ryan Tannehill and Kevin Byard, 
those guys are key. An extra week is vital to this team. I'm selling this. Exactly. And I think I, the again, Titans I'm, need to go I'm not – like you're talking like I'm saying don't – I don't want the one seed for the Titans. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying well, if they – Well, you hinted at that. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just saying if they don't get it, it's okay. Like they can – They s- need to get it. If they really want to win a Super Bowl or go to the Super Bowl, they need it. In my opinion – you don't think there's a way they can do that? I think it's very unlikely. Because I think that you're because gonna have the to work, situation. Well, you're gonna have to travel to New England then. And that's a tough place to play. Buffalo couldn't get it done. Or you're gonna have to travel to Kansas City. We've seen that story before. That's cold and cold. And we we've seen it. And notoriously, those two teams, the Titans have lost in New England in the playoffs. The right? Titans, last time the Titans were in New England in the playoffs, they won. Yeah, but uh, overall, they've lost more games in New England. Well, just like you say that the, the my home field advantage things are out of date, so are the Titans. It's, losing it's, the it's about in New the England. week. It's about the week off. That because again, of the I, makeup of the that, team. Again, I, yes, like getting the one seed would be great. They need to go for it. Yeah. Yes, I'm not disagreeing with that. That's not the point that I'm saying. I'm just saying that if they don't get it, it's fine. Like I, this team can still wild card teams make it to the Super Bowl. Look at your Bucks. That, that uh, anomalies. Only like three wild card teams have won the Super Bowl in the last 20 years. But but uh, the Bucks did it last year because they 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 had some midseason kind of issues. Then they had their late bye week. Then they got hot. They were healthy going into. That's that. fine. The Titans are getting healthy going into that. Should they are they not? No, they were completely healthy, not getting healthy. And I think there's a difference. Getting healthy is different than healthy. And the Bucks, the only question was Mike Evans hyperextended his knee in Atlanta week 17. That was the only injury they truly had. Everybody else and, was and, completely healed. And thank you, Alex. If the Titans had the two seed, they would not travel to Kansas City. <laughs> That's so we're really, talking about getting getting to a Super Bowl. That is the goal. Right. So, and so eventually. It, and I said what I said because either New England, I mean, we'll talk about this tomorrow, but here are the teams in the hunt. I mean, it's pretty easy. It's New England, it's Kansas City, it's Tennessee, and it's probably L.A. And then the Colts have a puncher's chance to get the number one seed. And it is a, I mean, it's a far reach. But those are the only teams in the hunt. The Ravens are hurt and the Bills don't have the tie breaks. So, and the Bills are struggling right well yeah they've lost two straight yeah so so and they've they've come back in the pack the bills can still be a dangerous team because i i still think they have playoff experience over the last two years they got to get their deal together the titans this is what i'll say Mm -hmm. out of all the teams that i just named the titans benefit the most from the buy that's why i sell your theory out of all of just those be, teams, just because of the their... Titans benefit the most from the first okay. first seed. All right, and that's that's fine. Like you can disagree with me if you want. That's Do you not... agree? I mean, out of all the teams going for it, the Titans benefit the greatest for uh, the number one. Seed. I would say the Chiefs are really good at home. They're hot. Yeah, they they want to keep playing. Well, no, everybody wants to keep playing. No, the you're, t- saying, you're saying they've won a lot. I mean, the Chiefs would want it to buy week too. They can take advantage of their hotness. I mean, they're, again, one of the hottest teams in the NFL. The Titans are not that. That's not the structure of their season right now. They're hurt. The Titans benefit the most off of the buy. That's why. I, I think, I, I mean, I, only because of the injury situation. Yes. But that's that goes that's against the, the theory. That's the whole point. Zach, again, would it be great for the Titans to get the one seed? Yes. Do I think it's going to happen? No, not really. 
So is it okay that it doesn't happen? Yeah, it's still okay. The Titans can still get to where they want to get to. I think the Titans can get to the Super Bowl if they're the two seed. Uh, I think they're. I think if they're the for two, me, their chances drastically change. If they're the two seed, then they've got at least two home playoff games if they win the first one. I think that they drastically change. I mean, drastic like in what percentage? I mean, I don't want to get into too much of our conversation tomorrow, so we'll, we'll just kind of leave it at that. All right, A to Z Sports here live at Mandu in Brentwood. Uh, our next conversation. Oh, wait, Timmy's coming in oh. here hot. Timmy with the take of the day. They have a 0% chance to make the Super Bowl if they don't get the one seed. That's just not I'll just, accurate. I'll disclose my percentage tomorrow. It's higher than zero. It, it's just not Not accurate. by a ton, but it's higher than zero. Okay. All right, Timmy. A to Z Sports here live at Mandu and Brentwood. Uh, and you know, Keelan says, Austin, why don't you think the Titans can get the number one seed? I, we'll talk about that tomorrow as well because I, I don't want to get into that and rob from tomorrow. So uh, Mike Vrabel finally – Finally talked about Zach Cunningham. It just took four or five times to ask the head coach about the new Titans linebacker. But first, Zach, uh, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. Quick trip down I-40 exit 236. Payne Bone and his team will help you out for your perfect make and model. And I can already tell you what it's going to be. It's going to be a Hyundai. You just got to figure out which Hyundai it is. It could be the Palisade, the full-size SUV. The Sonata, which I have, oh my gosh, the sedan, the four-door sedan, sleek, you love it. Also, they've got the Elantra, they've got the Santa Fe, which is a smaller SUV. Your perfect make and model is right there at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. You've just got to go find it. Whether it's for you, your family this holiday season, go visit WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Don't forget, download the BetMGM app, and when you do it, use our code ATOZ Sports. You get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 after your first deposit. BetMGM, it's pretty simple. Step one, download the app. Use the code ATOZ Sports. Make your first deposit. Your first bet, risk-free, up to $1,000. So take advantage of that to build your bankroll. And, like, I was just sitting here earlier this morning. I was like, oh, new free bet from uh, BetMGM app. I don't know why. I don't know what I did to get the new free bet. I got one on Monday, and I got one on Tuesday. So that's pretty nice, too. So visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years older. must be present in Tennessee for gambling prompt support. Call Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9789. Mike Vrabel finally talked about Zach Cunningham, Zach. Uh, and, you know, so we'll play this video about the new Titans linebacker. Yeah, well, I, I wanted to play this. I, I, it was late Friday when Vrabel stormed off in a fit of rage after he was asked multiple times about Zach Cunningham in which they just claimed. I don't understand why he got so upset. He was having a bad day. But one thing we know about Mike Vrabel, just like every individual on this planet, mood swings. He just has them publicly. And (laughs) he had a mood swing. He was in some type of mood on Friday, and the press conference only lasted under two minutes. That went viral. I'm sure that he sat back and watched that. I mean, if he watches Luke's Twitter, he definitely saw that that went viral. Yes. And so finally, the dust cleared. He won a game. He came back after a two-game losing streak and beat the Jags. And he was asked about Zach Cunningham. And this is what he had to say as far as, does he know what role he will be played? Here was his answer. But, you know, Zach is a player that has really good length, um, very instinctive. You know, he's a very instinctive player. He, he triggers. Um, he's had a lot of tackles. 
they're very been a very productive player in this league. So where, where all that fits as far as a role, uh, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you right now. Obviously, he's played on the punt team. You know, he's, he's done a great job as a tackle on the punt team, running down there in coverage, on, as well as when he started at, at inside linebacker. So that's something that I know that, you know, Alk's excited about. And then we'll see where kind of everything else fits in. You know, definitely gives a, a coach-type answer. Wasn't willing to commit on his role, but liked the player that he is. Look, Luke and I got into a heated argument uh, on Friday mm -hmm. saying big role or small role, and we're going to kind of dive a little bit more into that because I'm curious about your opinion. I said big role justifying that I think he will be on the field if not starting and playing a big role starting in the playoffs. I think that is the goal, and I think one of the reasons why they picked him up was because of the football player that he was. No, it's a great play. Right? They had a, a – Let's just say him and the Texans did not get along. That's okay. Guys and, and boys lot, and girls and organizations really, don't get along. A sometimes. lot of really good players have not been getting along with Houston Texans. Look at Odell Beckham Jr. last yes. night. He yes. comes in, he changes his place, and then all of a sudden he's catching touchdowns like the old uh, OBJ that we know. Maybe this can be Zach Cunningham and Mike Vrabel Look, I think he targeted uh, a, a smart, intelligent, physical football player. And I, and I reference this. If you're watching Man in the Arena uh, for the, the documentary on Tom Brady, that's what the whole philosophy of the Patriots dynasty was built on. The reason why we hear John Robinson and Mike Vrabel talk about that is because that was literally plugged into the back of their brain mm -hmm. for a decade of what type of player they want and what type of player they should be. And John Robinson and Mike Vrabel have taken that philosophy. And I think, I personally think from what I've seen from Zach Cunningham, what we know about him covering him at Vanderbilt, I think he fits that mold. Now, yeah. can he turn it into success on the field in two-tone blue? We'll find out. But he fits the mold of what they want. I was surprised, like everybody, that they were able to pick him up off of waivers and they fell to him. But yeah. they did. How can they take advantage? Well, and now it just gives you a lot of depth at, at a position that was super thin two weeks ago because you went several games in a row with Noah Sean Evans. You're still going without uh, David Long. Then Monty Rice, who is a rookie who was starting to show some promise, get, he gets hurt and he goes down, right? So now, hypothetically, when it gets to the playoffs, you might have five inside linebackers that you really like. Uh, really? I wouldn't say really like. Why not? Uh, I don't – because the, some of the linebackers have been up and down. Jayon Brown hasn't been consistent all year, right? You, Rashawn Evans you, haven't been consistent. That's not a really, though. I say I, – I think I would take away the I think the, the really. Titans really like all five of those guys. Uh, I wouldn't say really. For, for right now, I'm not saying to sign for the future. Like, Rashawn Evans is gone. Jayon's probably gone. That's because, why I wouldn't put really but in again, there. I'm, not, I'm not talking about signing contracts. I'm, I'm For the long term, I'm saying, like, in the, in the playoff situation, you feel really good about five inside linebackers. Like, no team has five inside linebackers of depth that have experience, playmaking ability, and that can stop the run and, and cover the pass. Again, I just wouldn't say really. I think that they like their situation maybe more now that Zach Cunningham is there. 
but we've seen some up and down play from all of the linebackers, whether they've been hurt or they've missed tackles, right? Or gone to the wrong gap. Those Sean Evans has played in the last two games that he's, he's last played better. Three, last so three games. Jayon. Jayon, yes. The last three games for Rashawn Evans, Buffalo, Kansas City, Jacksonville. Buffalo and Kansas City, he was putting it together. And you're like, oh, okay. Maybe a light bulb go on or something. We've been waiting for that. We've light been waiting bulb. a long time. It was one of those slow light bulbs that you see in your old middle school basketball gym. It takes 30 minutes to turn on. That but at ever at some point in time, a ball gets really near that light and hits it and it starts swaying back and forth. Yes. And everybody in the gym is like, ball. is it going to crash? It never does, though. It never does. It never does. But sometimes it flickers. It flickers. And so you have to, like, when's Rashawn Evans in a flicker? Because he has been burning solid right now. Jalen Brown made it a really nice play uh, last Sunday and, and I, I think played decently well uh, in the last couple of weeks too. David Long Jr. is a flash, right? He's all over the place. And now you get Zach Cunningham uh, to come in here who is a, a really, really good player for the Houston Texans in a bad situation. You get great depth. Nobody else has depth at inside linebacker like the Tennessee Titans if they get all five of these guys going into the playoffs. A couple of comments. Uh, Jonathan, I thank you, but I, I cannot take this as a win. Zach's bold take before the season about Rashawn is coming true. I've, I've almost, I don't think that I can win that one. No. Uh, but because of, but he is, he is playing better. I think that, I think we can say is a statement. Um, you know, Juan, he says, Zach, you're describing every linebacker in the NFL. I assume what you're talking about is up and down. I mean, there are linebackers that are not up and down. Micah Parsons, uh, Devin White. I mean, those are elite linebackers that are consistent. That's what they thought, and they drafted Rashawn Evans to be. Yeah. He's a first-round guy. They draft a, a player of that ilk to be consistent and to possibly be Micah Parsons. Mm -hmm. He is not. Let's just say my bold prediction was top 12 scoring defense. The Titans are currently 0.2 points per game away from hitting my bold. Are they 13th? They are, no, they are, uh, they're currently 15th, but they're just two okay, decimals so away. They're 0.2 points per game away from being a top 12 scoring You know defense. what could help them? It's a bad, a bad Steelers offense. Uh, no, I was, <laughs> well, I was looking more forward to week 17, right? Because you're going to need against. Week eighteen, or yeah, week eighteen. Yeah, yeah, you Goodell, damn you, Goodell. Uh, but yes, it's like the Los Angeles and San Diego Chargers. It's going to take like two I to three. I think most years. people have figured it out. What the uh, Chargers? Yeah, now, but it's taken two to three years. <laughs> that's uh, that's what that's the point for some. Oh, I mean, uh, there's been broadcasts where people, where broadcasters have said San Diego. Well, that's because that's what. But I'm talking about the schedule. The schedule. This new schedule is going to take feel about like two I've to gotten, three years. I've, I feel like I've switched my schedule math pretty pretty solid. Okay, uh, I feel good about my adaptation. What's 500? What? <laughs> what's 500 in white context? What's what's a 500 record? You can't <laughs> eight eight one, which the Pittsburgh Steelers could absolutely be eight eight one in this new. Uh, 18 week, 17 game schedule. All right, A to Z Sports. So let's ask this question because we've talked a lot about Zach Cunningham's ability. We just heard Mike Vrabel talk about what Zach Cunningham's role might be. Let's ask you guys what type of impact can Zach Cunningham have on this Titans defense on a scale of one to 10? One being very little to zero impact, 10 being day one, a starter all pro level type player for the Titans defense. But real quick, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute. 
boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. And at 12.30 Central Time today, we're talking to their foot and ankle specialist, Dr. Jeff Watson, about an update on Derrick Henry, uh, where, where Derrick Henry and people who have this surgery might be six weeks out of surgery, which is today. Six weeks today, Derrick Henry had a surgery. Uh, so what type of activity is he doing? Uh, when is that bone? Is the bone fully healed yet? And then what the future might look like for Derrick Henry. So that's at 12.30 Central Time today, right on the same channels you're watching. And also, if you get hurt live, trust the Bone & Joint Institute. Zach and I do, boneandjointtn.org. That's right. BetMGM. We are powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. Use the promo code ATOZ Sports. Uh, we're great friends, and we got a great relationship with BetMGM, and they are awesome. They are our favorite sports betting app here on the morning show. You should take advantage and download the app on your app store, whether you have an Apple or you, you text message green. Uh, look, we will yeah, not. No, no kind we, of judging. There's no judging to a degree if you download the app. BetMGM, promo code ATOZ Sports. All right, so a scale of 1 to 10, what type of impact can Zach Cunningham have on the site? Before we get there, let's play the Vrabel video again when he, he's talking about, he's literally talking about this topic. Mike Vrabel on the possible role that Zach Cunningham might play. But, you know, Zach is a player that has really good length, um, very instinctive. You know, he's a very instinctive player. He, he triggers. Um, he's had a lot of tackles. They're very been a very productive player in this league. So where, where all that fits as far as a role, uh, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you right now. Obviously, he's played on the punt team. You know, he's, he's done a great job as a tackle on the punt team, running down there in coverage, on, as well as when he started at, at inside linebacker. So that's something that I know that, you know, Hawks excited about. And then we'll see where kind of everything else fits in. I got I to say this. Only Mike Vrabel will talk about a guy who signed a four-year, $58 million contract being on the punt team. <laughs> like, that is only Mike Vrabel. A year removed from a $58 million man, he's talking about punt team. You got to love the football guy mentality. Yeah, but he's not wrong. No, I, I know, but like that. But that's no, but when, you're, when he's answering the question. Well, like that's, uh, he is. No, because they asked him what. what uh, well, I guess what type of role? Yeah, he's answering the question. Is special teams guy? Uh, to start? He's just like Mike Vrabel knows Zach Cunningham because they spent a few years uh, together. And I got Cunningham was drafted in 17. So there was one year of crossover between Cunningham and Vrabel in Houston, right? So, yeah, the first impact is let him figure out the defense. Now that you've got Rashawn and Jayon both healthy and both playing well, let Zach Cunningham acclimate to his brand new team by going doing some instinctual type things like covering punts and covering kicks and helping you there. So he's answering the question that early on while he's getting caught up on defense, he can have an impact on special teams, which means what he's active on game day. Right. Yeah, and, and, and so you can only like golden Tate is not that right. Golden Tate's on the practice squad, but like you can, you can only dress 46, maybe 48 now because of COVID you can only dress 48 guys on game day. And so he's saying Zach Cunningham is one of the 48 because of what he can do on special teams, and he adds depth on defense, but he's still getting caught up to speed because he just got in the building. Before we get to our numbers, what do you think about Lane's comment? 
I just don't see how they use four linebackers effectively. Well, not at the same time. But I, but I, I kind of <laughs> feel what Lane's saying, right? Too like, many cooks. Too many cooks. I don't think so. I, I, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but these. I think I think Vrabel just told us how what effective means. That means you've got other guys impacting the team in other ways, right? Whether they are on special teams or Rashawn needs a blow or Jayon needs a break, right? I you think can it's fill that. I, I think it's great because when inside linebacker is one of those positions where you are running nonstop and you're, you're full, like you're giving full exertion of effort on every snap because you're playing physical and you're playing in space. And so if you can, and all these guys have the ability to rush the passer all these guys have the ability to drop in coverage, some more than others, Rashawn being the others. And then all of them have the ability to help in the run game. And so if you can keep all those guys fresh with the, with the four, and you're assuming David Long Jr. comes back. He has not practiced in a long time. So we don't know what the hamstring's doing. So right now, Zach Cunningham... Nobody knows what hamstrings do. They're a mystery. Yeah, and I agree with Jay. It's a great problem to have. The eighth wonder of the world. The hamstring, hamstring injury. <laughs> uh, all right, let's 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 roll through these numbers before we move on to sports trivia. What will Zach Cunningham's impact be on the Titans defense on a scale of 1 to 10? Steven goes with 10. Wow, coming out of the gates, hot. Moj says 8. Scott says 7. Derek says 8. Preston with 8. Jacob with 7. Barring injury, Lane says 2. And, and Lane brought the, the skepticism up, so that's fair. That aligns. Orlando says four. Uh, you got Jenner with five. Rooney with eight. Devin with eight. MB with seven. Mr. Clean with a K with eight. Kind of like that name. Josh says five. I'm not sure they'll start him, but he's good enough to make. Well, tackles. it's like, what are we talking about impact on Sunday in Pittsburgh? Are we talk about impact throughout uh, general impact, general impact throughout the end of the regular season and playoffs, right? What, I think, what's your number? Well, you know, just to go off of this upcoming Sunday, I think his impact on the Titans defense will probably be about a four on Sunday in Pittsburgh. I don't expect him to get a ton of snaps defensively, but he can still have a good impact on the team and for the game with the special teams things that Vrabel talks about. A lot of people laugh at that special teams comment. I don't. I think it, he provides value. Over the course of the, re- the last four games plus playoffs, I think it's at a seven and a half. I think eight's, That's good. I think eight's too high. Seven and a half is good. Seven feels like a cop out because it's splitting five and ten kind of. So seven and a half is where I'm gonna go. I actually really like that number because I think that's big impact to get a guy off of the waiver wire, right? To all of a sudden give you a seven point five type impact. I'm doubling down on you. And usually I go against it, but I like that number. I think that feels correct because it gives you Maybe the opportunity to get to an 8 or an 8.5 if a linebacker goes down and an injury happens in the next several weeks, right? It gives you some time for him to settle in, or it could go the other way, right? I mean, it could go to a 4.5, and, you know, it was an okay experiment. The one thing they don't want is Zach Cunningham to get hurt. Yeah, but you you don't want any – I mean, yeah, of course. Because like, of the clause. That's why I say the injury that. clause for next year. Yeah, because he's got zero guaranteed dollars on his contract next year, only if he stays healthy. Well, I, I wonder what the, like the uh, – I haven't seen the clause. The injury clause, like how injured? 
Is it missing games? Is it IR? Is it out for the season? Like what? It has to be out for the season. If it's ten million dollars. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. It's a good question. They don't disclose that. So John Robinson, he, he may be the only man that knows. Uh, and Dave, uh, Jay Boykin on YouTube says seven. David Long and Zach Cunningham in the best case scenario going into the playoffs with Jay on on passing downs. Rashawn's got to be in there. He, he's he's earned the spot over the last several years. I don't think he's earned any future spot. Well, I, I think Rashawn, Rashawn is – you can have defined roles. And somebody mentioned package, package, package when you're talking about these linebackers. And, yeah, Rashawn is run-down packages. You know, Zach Cunningham and David Long are probably your conflict pass run – Packaged linebackers. Jalen Brown is and David Long are probably in there on third and throwing. So I think there's just a bunch of different ways you can do it. And as long as you can substitute, depending on the offense's tempo. But yeah, I think um, you, you have to, you get a lot of really good skilled players that do things well. And now you just get to hey, say, hey, you guys go do this well because that's what you do and focus on that. And you don't have to worry about Rashawn Evans playing. 95% of the snaps and making a mistake because of it. What conference has Zach Cunningham played in over the last several years? The AFC. Well, let's really test our knowledge about that conference because Ooh. we've got a 10-pack of questions. If you're just joining us, we got a good audience. We're live here from Mandu, right here in Brentwood. Uh, we love this facility. They do a great job and change your fitness routine and your mindset. But every Tuesday, sports trivia. 10-pack of questions. We all work together. No Googling. We're going to go kind of more at a rapid pace to kind of get our answers in, decide, final A to Z, and move on. Yep. We're 10 for 10. This is the hottest we've started. We're yep. starting out red hot. Yep. What can we do this week? I've seen some of the questions. They're going to be tough, but I think we can handle it. All right. Let's get it going. Uh, but real quick, let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse, the professional landlords in the area. Simply go to renterswarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. A bunch of different ways you can use Renters Warehouse. Maybe you're looking to rent somewhere else. Maybe you're looking to rent. Maybe you have a new graduate coming up who's graduating from college this week or last week. They need somewhere to rent out. Renters Warehouse got tons of inventory across the mid-state. And also can help you out get retirement plan ready by getting into the rent estate business. Renterswarehouse.com is where to go. A to Z Sports. We are powered by BetMGM. Promo code ATOZ Sports. Let's get this thing going. All right, AFC, 10-pack of question. Test your knowledge on the National Football League's quiz on the American Football Conference. Question number one is a long question, but the majority of teams making up the modern AFC came as a result of the NFL's merger with the AFL. Mm -hmm. Although original NFL teams composed the NFC, three NFL teams wound up becoming AFC teams. Which of the following NFL teams was one of the three that moved to the AFC in the merger? Wow. So hard hats on. Yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers, Buffalo Bills, San Diego Chargers, or Kansas City Chiefs? Which of the following NFL teams was one of the three that moved to the AFC in the merger? Man. Steelers, Bills, Chargers, or Chiefs? 
Scott Weaver says Colts, Browns, and Steelers. So he, he he said all three, and the Steelers being the one. So I that's have, good I have to I have to agree. I think it's the Steelers because Lamar Hunt, owner and creator of the Chiefs, was an AFL founding member, just like Bud Adams. So it's not the Chiefs. Right. I don't think the Chargers, Chargers are old are, enough. Or the Bills. The Bills are old, but not as old as the Steelers. But I think the Bills are an AFL team too. So I, it's got to be the Steelers. They are an AFL team because yeah. of the jerseys. Yeah. And that's how I met. Yeah. Remember when Chris Johnson, all they, they had that throwback mm-hmm. for the anniversary? Yeah, so it's Steelers final A to Z. The Kansas City Chiefs actually started out in which city? Dallas, Omaha, St. Louis, or Indianapolis? Actually, know this. You know it. Yes. Say, say the answers again. The Kansas City Chiefs actually started out in which city? Dallas, Omaha, St. Louis, or Indianapolis? I think it's Dallas, isn't it? It is. It is Dallas. Yeah. So Assad, Scott say Dallas. Justin says Dallas. Bemo says Dallas, and Nick says Dallas. Because they used to wear the Texans. The Dallas they, Texans. They yeah. used to be the Texans. My parents actually went to a Dallas Texans game. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. All, All right. right. You want to lock that yeah, in? Final A to Z. Done. Which of the following teams was the first to win the Super Bowl as a wild card? Oh, it all comes full circle. The Raiders, the Patriots, the Bills, or the Oilers? It's not the Oilers. Yeah. So, Bills, Patriots, or Raiders? It's not the Bills either. Have the Bills won a Super Bowl? No. <laughs> there you go. So, Patriots or Raiders? This is good. It, it, but most likely, it would be the Raiders because they they won the Super Bowls earlier. Yeah, but I can, and you know, everybody says Raiders. It, My, minus Orlando, who's saying Patriots. But there's a lot of Raiders in the comments. Uh, we got to go with the chat. Yeah, I think Ronnie, our guy, uh, says Raiders, lock it in. So I, I think we go with, with Raiders. You final, lock? final A to Z. Which AFL or AFC team was the first to win a Super Bowl? The Bengals, Raiders, Dolphins, or Jets? It has to be the Jets. Yeah, the Jets won Super Bowl three. Broadway Joe. You want to lock it in? Let's let's let the chat confirm. I, I kind of like this pace, but I, I'm going to say the, yeah, I'm going to say the, the Jets. The Jets are flying in now, so Jets answers are flying. No in. pun intended. Uh, pun intended. Which AFC team yeah. was originally owned by legendary coach Paul Brown? We've had this before. I feel like this is a trick question because I want to say the Browns, but I, I... it's got to be the Bengals. It's the Bengals, yeah. Wait originally owned he didn't he own so here are the the choices bills Bengals, oilers or patriots it has it's to Bengals. be the Bengals. yeah it's Bengals. yeah he didn't own the bills i don't think so we're getting we're getting Bengals questions or answers you want to lock it in finally it is a Bengals. what was the original nickname of the new york jets titans We've got that. You want to lock that lock, in? Finally, man, we are we're rolling. Flying. We are rolling right in. What, what question is this? This is seven. We've we've done this in three minutes. <laughs> I mean, you talk about records. Yes, that is a record. And when I said speed, the chat this, can't even keep up. Well, which, when I said speed it up at the beginning of the show, this is not what I was talking about. I just think that we've gotten the right answer. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm, I'm the confident. chat's been quick too. During the strike-shortened 1982 season, which AFC team claimed the conference championship? Scott, you you there? <laughs> Miami Dolphins, Cleveland Browns, New York Jets, or the Oakland Raiders? I want to say it was the Dolphins. 
did they claim it themselves? Which AFC team claimed the conference championship? Is okay, that is that so like this is not the Super Bowl? This is the conference. Yes. So during the strike short, we got to have the chats help. Strike shortened 1982 season. Which AFC team claimed the conference championship? We've, Dolphins, Browns, Jets, or Raiders? We've got uh, Ewan, Lucas, Scott, all saying Miami. Danny says Miami. Miami's been uh, Kenyatta says the Dolphins. Ronnie says Dolphins. Walker the Hansard. We're going to go with our guys. All right. Finally, the Z. Which AFC team? Face the St. Louis Cardinals in the first NFL game to be played outside of North America. Which say it one more time. Which AFC team faced the St. Louis Cardinals in the first NFL game to be played outside of North America? Yeah. Bills, Steelers, Chargers, or Broncos? I'm gonna say it's uh we've already had a Steelers answer. I just don't remember where would this have been played. Mexico, Canada, Canada, Bills. So, real one more time. Which AFC team faced the St. Louis Cardinals in the first NFL game to be played outside of North America? Just, I think it had what to be. What are the answers again? Bills, Steelers, Chargers, or Broncos? It would have to make. I think the Broncos could be. We're getting a lot of Broncos uh, from the chat. Where was it played? Oh, North America, right? Canada's oh. North America. We had a, where so where the play? heck was this at? Where did they play? Dustin says Chargers in Tokyo. That feels like a Google. I'm sorry. Doesn't it? Mexico is still North America. Yeah, we, no, we, right. yeah, but we were thinking. The yeah, country. Yeah, yeah. People listen now. Yeah. Like, these guys are idiots. <laughs> well, we were 10-0 last week, so. Not it. super idiots. Um, everybody's just correcting us on the North American thing right now. It's fair. So, I, you know, Chargers is what somebody said Chargers in Tokyo. What is the mo- what is the majority of saying Broncos? That was for the, yeah. But this is the time limit that I was talking about, right? I think We've we just go, any- with, let's go with Chargers. Chargers. We only have one person say that. Yeah, but they at least named another city outside of North America. Everybody that said Broncos just didn't say anything. So let's go with Chargers finally. That seems Google. I'm questioning things. Which uh, AFC place kicker was the first pure place kicker to be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Don Cockroft? No. Nick Lowry? No. Jan Stinnerud? Or Pat Leahy? I'm pretty sure it's Pat Leahy. Pat Leahy is familiar of a name. I've never heard of Don Cockroft. But it could have been a hell of a place kicker. So a place kicker is only a place place kicker. Just the answer. Don Cockroft? Nick Lowry, Jan Studeran, or Pat Leahy? We're getting some Jan answers. I mean, I trust the chat if that's kind of what's coming in. Jan. We're getting, we're, getting, in. we're getting Jans and Pats. Jan or Pat. Or is it, or is it Jan? It's not. <laughs> it could be Jan. <laughs> it could be Jan. Because kickers are, you know, not from here sometimes. Let's go with Jan. Yawn, final A to Z. All right. 
Which former Baltimore Colts star led the New England Patriots to Super Bowl 20 in 1986? Art Donovan, Raymond Berry, Lenny Moore, or Jerry Richardson? Raymond Berry is older than that. Which former Baltimore Colts star, this is a chat question, led the Patriots to Super Bowl 20 in 1986? That was against the, the Bears. Art Donovan, Raymond Berry, Lenny Moore, or Jerry Richardson? There's no way it's Raymond Berry. Raymond Berry would have been old as hell. Because he played with Johnny Nice. Richardson coming from Orlando. That's tough. I don't know. I don't know these guys. Scott says Raymond Berry. A lot of people are saying Raymond Berry. Raymond Berry? Really? Jerry Richardson. Jerry Richardson now owner or was owner of the uh, Panthers. Then that turned horrible quickly. We're getting a lot of Raymond Berries. I mean, do we just go with a chat, Raymond Berry? Raymond Berry playing in the mid-80s would be a shock to me. But Ronnie says Raymond Berry. Scott says Raymond Berry. A lot. Elo says Raymond Berry. So I guess we just go Raymond Berry. You want to lock it in? Final way to Z, Raymond Berry. All right. What is our time is, is we're doing pretty good. Yeah, we are under 10 minutes. All right. I think we push on. We've got five more questions. Oh, no. This, really? This is, this is a 15 I was going to stop at 10, but I think there's some easy ones and there's some tough ones. Okay. I think we can get a bonus five. Oh, Raymond Berry was the coach. Trick question. You've already locked it in. That's fine. But we guess Raymond Berry. Oh, so it's, it just says Baltimore Colts star. Yeah. So that very. I think we can get these pretty easily. All right, so we get five more? Yes. Which <laughs> AFC team plays its home games at Ralph Wilson Stadium? Bills. This is the Buffalo Bills. Uh, the next question, I'm going to let the chat catch up because we're going to need their help. Prior to joining the NFL in 1950, in what league did the Cleveland Browns play? The United Football League, the Continental Football Association, the United States Football League, or the All-American Football Conference? Prior to joining the NFL in 1950, what league did the Browns play in? Do you know off the top of your head? No. I don't either. The choices are United Football League, Continental Football Association, United States Football League. It's the United States Football League. Uh, Scott says AAFC. So he thinks it's the All-American Football Conference. All-American Football Conference. Yeah. Okay. Is that what? That's what Ronnie and, if Ronnie and Scott agree, I, that's where I'm going. All-American football conference. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah. Which legendary AFC running back was the first rusher in NFL history to gain 2,000 yards? OJ. This has got to be OJ Simpson. It's – yes, it is. Because Franco Harrison – or Franco Harris or Joe Rott Washington didn't get it. But neither did Larry Zahn. Yeah. All right, two more questions. Which AFC team won the first postseason overtime game in 1970 – after the 1970 merger? Which AFC team won the first postseason overtime game after the 1970 merger? Oh, my. Browns, Chiefs, Jets, or Dolphins? Browns, Chiefs, Jets, Dolphins. Guys, Eric Dickerson was in the 80s. OJ was in the 70s. After um, the 1970 merger. But it doesn't tell you how soon. The Dolphins are where the uh, people are coming from. Then there's some Chiefs. The Dolphins, and then there's the Jets. Blake says Dolphins in 72. I, the Dolphins were winning a lot of playoff games. You want to go there? I guess so. 
I think that makes the most logical sense. Yeah. I'm going to lock it in. We'll finally to Z with the Dolphins. Last question. It's really between two because I know one of them. Okay. Which two players did the Jacksonville Jaguars draft in the first round in 1995? Tony Baselli was one of them. That was an was that an expansion draft or a regular draft? Well, it, no, the Jags did not have an expansion draft. Keep going. Here are the here are the options. Which two players did the Jacksonville Jaguars draft in the first round in 1995? James Stewart and Fred Taylor, Keenan McCardell and Kevin Hardy, Tony Baselli and James Stewart, or Tony Baselli and Mark Brunel? So that's why I Tony Keenan McCardell was in the '96 draft because the '96 draft was stocked of wide receivers. So that I think it's I think it's Baselli and James little little James Stewart from Tennessee. Is that what it I is? I think it's Maselli and Stewart. Not Brunel. Yeah. James Stewart. Final? Who is uh, still the Vols' leading rusher? James Stewart? You lock it in? Final easy. All right, we submit the answers. Now we have 15 packs. That's a lot. It's crazy. Answers are submitted. Which of the following NFL teams was one of three that moved to the AFC uh, after the merger? Our answer was the Pittsburgh Steelers. The correct answer, the Steelers began play in 1933. Correct. One, ding. Kansas City Chiefs actually started out in which city? The Big D? The Big D. That is correct. Which of the following teams was the first to win the Super Bowl as a wild card? We said the Oakland Raiders. The correct answer, the Raiders. They beat the Eagles 27-10. to 10. I don't have enough hands for these questions. Which AFL or AFC team was the first to win the Super Bowl? We said the Jets. Super Bowl three. Four. Which AFC team was originally owned by legendary coach Paul Brown? We said the Bengals. It is the Bengals. Five and oh. What was the original nickname of the New York Jets? Our answer was the Titans. The correct answer, Titans. The first seven were pretty easy. During the strike short 1982 season, which AFC team claimed the conference champion? We said the Dolphins. The correct answer was the Dolphins to advance to the Super Bowl. Uh, we guessed the Dolphins later on in this quiz, which yeah. is making these second. Which AFC team faced the St. Louis Cardinals in the first NFL game to be outside of North America? The San Diego Chargers, only 30% of players have answered this cor correctly. It was in Tokyo, Japan in 1976. Mm. I didn't realize that. No, so we yeah, learned no, something. No. Which uh, AFC place kicker was the first play, place kicker to be inducted to the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Jan. 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 Jan is the correct Jan answer. Jan for nine. Which former Baltimore Colts star led the New England Patriots to Super Bowl in 1986? We said Raymond Berry. The correct answer, Raymond Berry. 10 and 0. 11. Ralph Wilson Stadium, home of... The Buffalo Bills. 11. Prior to joining the NFL in 1950, in which league did the Cleveland Browns play? Shout out to Scott. All-American Football Conference was our answer. It is the AAFC. 12-0. and 0. Which legendary AFC running back was the first rusher in NFL history to gain 2,000 yards in a season? Juice. 
That was the juice. 13. Which AFC team won the first postseason overtime game after the 1970 merger? Yes, that's right. We said the Dolphins. The Dolphins beat the Chiefs 27 oh. to 24 on Christmas Day. 14. Can we go 15 and 0? Which two players did the Jacksonville Jaguars draft in the first round in 1995? We said Tony Baselli and James Stewart. Tony Baselli out of USC mm -hmm. and James Stewart out of Tennessee. So we just went 15 and 0. We're 25 and 0. I mean, I think we need a new website. We just we just kicked this thing's ass. We did. We did. And we went fast. We went fast. And I thought that this was a, a you know, it had some tough it had because uh, we of did we did 15 questions in 13 minutes. I liked the pace because it prevents people from Googling. My only question, and I'll be I, my only one in question was the San Diego Chargers. It seemed the, the, the Google. It yeah. seemed Google. well, just by one person. Uh, what's it? Uh, it's all it takes is one person. All it takes is one person. All right, it's in the books. We are twenty-five and twenty-five. Yeah, and Dustin says the multiple choice makes it too easy with all the people participating. I don't disagree, um, but it's also a way to go faster. Here, here's what we'll do. We we adapt. We we would we did rules for our bad sales jobs. Yep. Let's give it one more week of multiple choice questions and see how we do. If we go undefeated, we'll find a new website. Yeah, I agree. Because we did like a thousand before and they were not, not multiple, multiple choice. choice and we were struggling. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. So good stuff. 25 and 0. That's kind of strange, but hey, we're getting there. So we'll see you guys on a Wednesday morning talking more uh, about uh, what we're going, what we're doing tomorrow. Uh, I'm sorry, I got distracted there. But, but we'll, we'll wrap up this Tuesday show Wednesday morning. We will talk to you about what we're doing tomorrow, yes. right now. <laughs> yes. And tomorrow we will be live at 8 a.m. and uh, you will be right where you are right now, watching, commenting, and viewing yes. A to Z Sports. Thank you, thank you. Like it's, I read something that was on my screen. All right, A to Z Sports. We'll see you later on Buck Rising Live tonight uh, at 8 p.m. Central Time. Thanks for watching, guys. Adios. <laughs>